0: Welcome to the Project DIY Hunter Podcast. If you're thinking about hunting DIY or if you've been hunting DIY for a long time, this podcast is for you. We invite you to join us as we seek to gain knowledge to continue to be successful DIY hunters. Thanks for listening and enjoy the podcast. what's up everybody and welcome back to project diy hunter podcast i'm back with my man charles and drew today we're going to do a little i guess teaser video on uh, beginner kayak fishing um drew's a big time kayak fisher with the dream of going pro um we might have to help him along that trail because he can always help me if he goes pro <laughs> but uh how you doing today charles good man good <laughs> well that's good so uh charles got some questions for drew so let's uh let's see what charles charles has in mind yeah so we're gonna kind of pick drew's brain you know for somebody that's just come out of high school and and getting that license and wanting to go fishing and, and can't afford a boat or, or somebody that just you know wants to get into kayak fishing in general um so i guess my first question drew would be uh what do you look for in a kayak i mean what, what what's a good startup start up kayak
1: well the uh The best thing that I can say is, uh, demo kayaks if you have the availability, um, go to whatever supplier, uh, whatever shop, um, a lot of shops will actually, uh, either go out with you for the day or let you rent or borrow or demo a kayak. Um, that's really my, my first suggestion to anyone trying to get into the sport, um, But as far as what I look for in a kayak, uh, stability is probably number one. Um, And that's usually anybody's first concern or main concern when the word kayak is used is I don't want to flip. So stability is, you know, something that people look for. And then once you go from stability, you're looking for tracking, um, which is how well and how straight uh, the boat will more or less float uh, after you stop paddling. Um, and then after that would probably be either speed and or storage. Um, so it really just depends on, you know, if you're trying to go out in a pond or a river or, you know, out in a big lake that might get a little choppy. Um, that That's why, you know, just... Demo if you can, um, just because everybody's preference and what they look for in a kayak is, you know, going to be slightly different from the next guy.
0: Right. So you would recommend one
1: you sit on top
0: of, not one you set inside, or it really just depends on preference?
1: Um, for fishing in general, I always recommend a sit on top. Um, just because a sit inside, I'm not saying that there aren't kayaks out there that, you know, would work great. Um, for a river boat or you know something like that as far as fishing. but from my personal experience, sit on top is definitely the way to go. Um, so what size kayak would you be looking at a 10 foot, 12 foot? Um, what would you recommend? Um, that's really another uh, preference deal. Um, typically you see 10 footers, uh, for your river boats just because it's a smaller platform, um, a lot more easy to you know maneuver um, around you know rocks eddies, you know rapids uh, they turn a lot better, a lot quicker they respond a lot faster um, but then again you're limited to space. Um, and then whenever you're talking about a 10 foot boat, you're also, you also need to take into consideration the size of the person going on it. Um, not saying that there aren't 10-foot boats out there that, you know, won't hold a bigger person. Uh, for instance, the Bonafide SS-107 is an amazing platform. is 10 and a half feet long, and it has a weight capacity of 425. So, you know, and, and it's really it, – from my experience, it's the most stable ten foot boat in that, you know, size range that offers what it does. Um, your twelve foot boats, you really see those more, you know, for your lake guys, your saltwater guys, and that's just, I mean, it, it's a bigger platform, more stable, uh, typically more stable, um, extra storage, uh, and, and it's. I, I think it boils down to like peace of mind knowing you're on a you know 12 foot boat versus a 10 foot boat. It's kind of the same concept uh, as far as John boats go. you know you get in a little 10 foot John boat. it's not going to be as stable as a 14 you know And uh, like I said, it really just it boils down to preference. My preference is a 12 foot boat. Um, just because I like to take all the bells and whistles, and like to be able to, you know, lean over the the you know the gunnel if I need to net a fish, and not have to worry about going swimming. So right. So I guess another question would be too kind of led into, um, what kind of gear
0: do you need just to get started, and kind of how you set that up. I know we're going to go in depth later in a uh, in another episode coming up, but um, what kind of gear would the guy just starting out, you know? budget friendly type you know um setup and then how would he set that up to start fishing
1: okay so if i had to make a li- uh, make a list of essentials uh for anyone getting in kayak fishing uh number one obviously a kayak um a paddle um and then some type of pfd or life jacket a whistle um and That list right there is pretty much what your local, you know, wildlife department, DNR, uh, whatever, you know, state you're in. That that's going to be their initial, you know, regulation as far as being able to be on the water in your kayak anyways. And then from there, uh, uh, me personally, uh, obviously something to drink, you know, some type of water. A rod holder is always good uh, just because laying, you know, a rod between your legs and especially if you're messing with an anchor or, you know, stuff like that, it's just, it's going to be a mess, you know, a tangled mess quicker than you can imagine. So some type of rod holder, just so whenever you get a fish in the boat, you know, you you can set the rod out of the way, uh, re-rig you know, do whatever you need to do, reposition the boat. Um, and then from there, uh, I would get some type of uh, either water resistant, I prefer waterproof um, tackle management. You don't always have to go out with all the bells and whistles. A small little uh, dry sack or dry bag is what I took with me the first year or two that i kayak fished and i mean all i had in it was a very small little plano box with some uh hooks and sinkers and then you know a couple bags of soft plastics and i mean that was smaller you know than a than your normal small lunch box or cooler so really you know just to recap paddle kayak pfd whistle rod holder and then some type of, you know, tackle management. And then from there, I mean, the possibilities are endless. A lot of people prefer a milk crate uh, to go in the rear tank well. I mean, And that, that's what I love about kayaks is if you go on YouTube, you would be amazed at the DIY that there is out there for kayaks. So yeah, with that being
0: said, let's talk about how you transport your kayak from your home you know, to the lake. What's the best way to do that?
1: Well, me personally, I use a trailer. Uh, I car topped for probably about two and a half years. If you have to car top, that's fine. Um, my bits of advice would be, if you have crossbars, uh, get crossbar pads. If you can't afford them right away, go get a $2 pull noodle from Walmart and cut it in half and slide that over your crossbars works just as fine. Um, And that's just to protect the bottom of the kayak uh, on the crossbars, just because plastic likes to warp and a warped kayak hole will ruin your day on the water um, for how that boat performs or lack thereof. But, there's a bunch of uh, there's actually a bunch of different things on the market now um, to help with car topping. Uh, a, a lot of companies have uh, rear windshield rollers. Uh, there, it's like a bar that has a roller on it, and it attaches to the back glass of your vehicle with uh, suction cups. And you know that that helps. Uh, another bit of advice: refrain from using ratchet straps. Um, The cam locking straps is probably the best way to go Ratchet straps You tend to over torque 90% of the time Just because you can't feel the tension from the ratchet strap The buckles tear them up The hooks tear them up um, And the last thing I'd want somebody to do is go You know, spend hundreds of dollars of their hard-earned money And ruin a boat the first or second time they take it out the reason that I use a trailer, I do a lot of traveling with tournament fishing, um, and it's just a setup that I prefer. Uh, my trailer <laughs> itself has all the bells and whistles. I mean, I have a, a eight foot rod tube, you know, rod locker. I have a, a toolbox, all kinds of stuff all over my trailer. My kayak actually sits on three inch uh, PVC bunks. But I mean, you don't you, you don't need that to go and have a good time. Um, the back of a pickup truck works great, uh, even if you have a shorter bed. Uh, they make uh, bed extenders um, for like ladders and stuff like that. You can get those at Harbor Freight for like twenty bucks. Perfect for a kayak, um, just to you know distribute the the load evenly, um, and. Keep in mind, though, if you're more than two feet out of the bed, you do need a load safety flag. That load safety flag will also help prevent uh, people not paying attention coming up behind you and smashing in the nose of your kite. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my advice on transporting.
0: Yeah, so one more question, and we'll wrap up this uh, quick episode here. Um, so, I know people probably don't think about this until they catch that first fish and don't realize how hard it is. Um, but what's what's the best technique that you've seen to uh, get the fish
1: actually in the kayak once you catch it? Um, a net never, never hurts. Um, now, I wouldn't advise getting a six-foot-long net um, just because you don't need that in a kayak, and it's going to end up getting in the way. Um. But the biggest thing that is—I don't know how to put this. I, I guess the, the biggest thing to get used to is how much that kayak moves once you hook into a fish. What I've noticed transitioning from a bass boat to a kayak, uh, you have to worry about picking the, your slack up, uh, you know, picking your line up a lot quicker um, just because whenever you go to set the hook on a fish— your kayak automatically starts going towards that fish. Um, and if you know anything about fishing and keeping a fish pegged, slack line is your worst enemy. But really, uh, another thing that has that I've noticed kayak fishing as far as landing a fish is staying out of trees and off of the bank. I, I would suggest anyone to practice paddling with one hand. You can actually... You know, use your whole arm as leverage. Use your whole upper torso as leverage, even if you just need to turn the boat just slightly. But as far as landing the fish itself, get a good hook set. um, Make sure you're planted in the kayak. Keep tension on the fish at all times. And whenever it gets close, if you have a net, try to get a good net job. If you don't have a net, um... Just try your best to, to wear the fish out. Keep, you know, keep that hook penetrated to the top of the mouth. Play, play with the drag if you have to, if you, know, you hook into a monster. Um, and just watch out for that paddle. That's probably one of the number one mistakes I've seen so many people do is as you're fighting the fish you completely forget about that paddle and then the paddle be you know ended up being the reason they lost the fish it's gonna take time i mean that's just like anything you do for the first time you got to get used to it but yeah just go out there keep that hook penetrated you know pick up your line as quick as you can and uh i mean just it's just fishing at the end of the day
0: yeah yeah, I know. I know those smaller fish. You can probably just flip them up, you know, kind of in the front of the kayak, around your feet. But those, those bigger fish, you can't do that with.
1: Not nah, yeah, I've I've boat uh, boat flipped many a dinks in my time of kayak fishing. Um, not not that many monsters, just because I want to land that fish.
0: so yeah with that being said is there any anybody you want to thank tell tell listeners how they can get you know in touch with you and see you know your maybe your kayak on on your facebook page or um, to have any questions maybe reach out to you you can reach out to us and you know obviously we're not fishing kayak experts so reach out to us you know we'll talk to drew or or you could probably find him on his facebook page so do you want to go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you
1: yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, my handles on Facebook and Instagram is Drew Steel Fishing. Uh, D R E W S T E E L E Fishing. No space. There's no underscore. No dash. None of that. Just straight up Drew Steel Fishing. You can find me on my personal Facebook, uh, Drew Steel. I share and post and, you know, comment and try to help out as much as I can. If you're interested in any of my sponsors, uh, bonafidekayaks.com, Kayaks. they, we have four different models. Um, Probably the most stable kayak I've been on, and I'm not just saying that because I'm on the team. I mean, I've been in Hobie's. Jackson, Wilderness Systems, Uh, I've been in a lot of different boats. And for what I do, this is the the best platform and most stable platform that I've, you know, found. And uh, my model of choice is the SS-127. That's all Bonafide kayaks. Uh, Yak Attack accessories, that's all of my rod holders, paddle holders, Uh, fish finder mount tackle organization, um, safety and visibility on the water, uh, use their lights, their Visi flag, and their website is yakattack.us. Um, and also big shout out to West Broad Apparel. Uh, they've, uh, helped me a lot on this journey and, um, uh, Wu Tungsten and that's where I get a lot of my terminal tackle from and the last two is uh apparel.com and woo tungsten.com
0: yeah so go check him out um i hope you enjoyed this episode as always you can come find us at project
1: um and always tight lines and go tigers